I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Marriage Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Monday Maniac, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Coming up in April, we're going to have a few game stretch here to where it's going to be the Lakers versus the Mavs. But it's not going to matter about Luka or LeBron or anything like that. It's going to oh, be might about... Not be, it might not be LeBron. That's true. That's true. But it's going to... Well, it might not be Luka if it's a back-to-back. But... <laughs> it's going to be Andre Drummond versus the, <laughs> versus the Mavs, and Mavs Twitter is just going to explode. It's going to be <laughs> civil war because <laughs> I am fully ready for that moment. Because if Drummond goes in there and drops like 20 and 12, there's going to be a, a, a small portion of Mavs Twitter freaking out about it. But uh, Taking imaginary victory laps. I just I think one of my favorite things over this past, I don't know, 72 hours is the fact that some of these bigs across the league that their teams did not want, they didn't want them so bad that they just sent them home, have now joined some other teams, and people are freaking out about it. Aldridge, <laughs> Drummond, Blake Griffin before that. I'm like, are we watching the same people? Do we do we care? Are we talking about Gary Payton and Carl Malone joining the Lakers back in the day? Or like, do we care about these things? So I just, yeah. Gary Payton was much better than these guys right now. Carl <laughs> Malone. Very, very good apt comparison. <laughs> By the way, so Drummond signs at the Lakers. Excellent signing. I've been totally on Drummond this whole time. Incredible player. Great team player. He's an incredible fit. I have no qualms. <laughs> great locker room presence. I just can't wait for Drummond <laughs> to get a few weeks like runway here, getting all the shots, AD and LeBron's out. And I then- know with no AD, no, no LeBron. <laughs> And then a month from now, when they're back and they're like, "Hey, we got to play winning basketball," Drummond's oh, yeah. like, well, "Well, crap! No, this is what I <laughs> this is what I thought you brought me on to to do." And yeah, I can't oh, wait, man. man. Oh, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code Locked15 to get fifteen percent off your next order of the best tasting protein bar we've ever had. On today's show, Isaac and I want to break down Donnie Nelson's press conference after the trade deadline. He made some really interesting quotes. Really interesting comments. Uh, Yeah, just some really interesting stuff looking forward. Not just about J.J. Redick, not just about the buyout market you know, right now, which is basically over, right? Gorgie Jang signed with the the Spurs, and it kind of seems like all the buyout guys have been bought out and gone through. Maybe a couple guys will be made available, but it just seems like that's already done. But a couple of things, a couple of comments that Don Nelson made about the buyout market will point towards the future and what the Mavericks are trying to do. So, we're going to get to all those quotes. Uh, Mavericks play Oklahoma City tonight in Oklahoma City. It doesn't seem like SGA or Dort or Hal Horford is going to play. We expect Luka and Porzingis to both play in this one. It's not a back-to-back or anything like that. So They're they're not expect- on the injury report. So Not on the injury report at all for any reason. Uh, so that's good. J.J. Redick still is on the injury report. Uh, t- mm. Tyrell Terry still in the injury report, too, for personal reasons. Still have no idea what's going on with Tyrell Terry. So, um yeah, that's what's going on with the Dallas Mavericks. But Donnie Nelson spoke to the media after the trade deadline, and Isaac, he had some really interesting points and thoughts. 
Yeah. So I, I mentioned this on Friday night when I did a little solo, small solo pod, but I think, you know, I even said on that pod, I think, I think uh, the story of the night was the press conference before the game, not even the game. I didn't even think the, the game was the biggest <laughs> story of the night because, you know, we, we add JJ Redick at the deadline. I say we, as far as the Mavericks and we're excited and we're like, all right, we get a shooter. We get a vet in the locker room. We built it up on this pod. We had an emergency pod about it. The whole thing lingering in the background was this, you know, non-surgical procedure, which I don't even know like what does these things look like uh, for his heel and and all of that. Didn't, and didn't somebody on our locker room say a non-surgical procedure could be a massage? Is, uh, well, didn't, didn't somebody yeah, in the locker room? That's what I was gonna uh, make a joke about, but I don't know what. <laughs> it yeah, wasn't that. that. I think we we think it was a little bit more serious than that, but yeah. So you know, Donnie. Obviously gets asked about, he always, you know, talks to the media after the trade down the way they do something or don't. And usually it's the day of, he did it the day after this time before, you know, the Pacers game. That's where and the, he, in, that's where the infamous, uh, Nerlens Noel's a Tyson Chandler starter kit quote came from. <laughs> it was one of those, uh, trade deadline on the day there was a game and we all went and stood in front of <laughs> his office. So he had this quote in, I'm just going to read it. He said, sure, I had a really good conversation with him yesterday talking about Donnie talking to Redick after we made the deal Carlisle did again today. He said, obviously, the big thing for Redick is getting that heel right. Donnie goes on and says, I think the preference would have been in a buyout situation to be able to pick his location, but it didn't happen like that. I think he's really excited. He told me, Luca is one of his favorite players, and Luca had a chance to exchange some texts with him. He goes on to say that Dirk also exchanged some texts with him too. I expressed my excitement, and I just want to hear your excitement. When you when you heard that Dirk had texted JJ, and just take JJ's name out of it, just a new acquisition, I just a, a traded, I mean, I know he's a vet, so Dirk's played around, you know, played with him before, but just the fact that Dirk is still in the shadows working the phone lines like that does that make you feel good oh it gives you all the feelings right it makes you feel like ah oh, he's still connected right because it seems like Dirk is just so far removed from this franchise right I mean from covering him every single day to him touching like every single part of the organization it felt like to now him just being so far removed and almost an afterthought like there's a bunch of new fans of the Mavericks that just don't even really care about Dirk right and Oh, They're either too young. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 it is super sad and it shouldn't be that way. He's the franchise, you know, he's the franchise. We have him in the intro and he's going to stay there. He's going to have a statue and all that kind of stuff. But it's interesting to, uh, you know, to see him reach out. So my first response was, oh man, that's great. Good for Dirk. Glad he's, you know, still being part of the franchise, representing the franchise, like being an ambassador for the franchise still. My second thought was, Oh dang! Did JJ Redick really not want to go to Dallas so much that they had to send Dirk to co-text him and be like, "Hey, this is actually a really good situation. All the stuff you've heard about Carlisle isn't true from Rondo. You know what I mean? Like, what if he had to do all that kind of stuff too?" That was my second thought immediately. My more pessimistic thought. He didn't say what Dirk texted him, so right. or I, I if guess they asked Dirk to text him or not, or yes, or if JJ texted Dirk first, <laughs> yeah, it right. was like what's going on. But okay, did it alarm you at all that Donnie admitted just to the media, just straight out that his preference would have been to buy out because we had read all the reports, all the you know everything rumors before that JJ was set to be bought out. AKA he has a home in Brooklyn that he could just go join the title favorites basically for free. Just him admitting that did, did that like make you feel any certain way? 
I will mean, he join the team? I mean, I mean yeah, we... that, that that was another thought too. Is when when they said that that he his his preference would have been a buyout, but like obviously, right? Like any player would have want the the choice to pick the team that they wanted to go to, right? And so. Yeah, I think he would have rather done that. But like we said on the emergency pod on trade deadline day, he's a professional. He's going to come and, you know, he's going to get right and do the do the most that he can to get back on the court. And then he's going to come and do his best to help, you know, the guys. He was super helpful, it seems, with Zion. He was, you know, he was there. He was available. Josh I don't Hart. Think he, I don't, did he choose to sign there? I think he got – did he get traded there? I can't remember off the top of my head, but he uh, – yeah, he was he was right in there. And yeah, with all those, all those rookies and stuff. And so – I think he, it's going to be totally fine. I have no concerns about that specific thing. Yeah, and then the he, time he set. signed with the Pelicans, by the way. He signed there, so it's not okay. like I mean he could he probably could have signed. Wasn't there a thing he could have signed in Brooklyn when he signed with Philly? He could have signed in Brooklyn. That was like a thing, right? Where he decided then. So it's not like I mean, if he really, really, really was like deep down in his heart, really wanted to be in Brooklyn, he could have been by now. You know, he's yeah, had two off seasons to do that, and he didn't. The timetable stuff did, you know, damper the excitement just a little bit, uh, just because we we have no update. And you know, Donnie saying, you know, or Rick Carlos said, we said we don't have a timetable uh, for you know his return. Uh, he said JJ doesn't have a timetable for himself. Um, I don't even know when he's going to join the team. Uh, you know, Nico Melli uh, was set to join the team before you know their game in New Orleans, and so I'm assuming he's you know he's with the team in, in OKC. So uh, yeah, I mean, the, I guess the biggest takeaway you know going into a press conference with the GM welcoming or talking about a new addition in Redick is we don't know when he'll join the team. We don't know the timetable for his return from injury. And we know he wanted to be bought out and be on a different team. So, but on a, a positive side, I think I, I lean exactly how you know Nick leans with it that he is a pro. He is and anybody you talk to around the league, they love JJ Redick and just his work ethic and everything. Rick Carl, I asked Carlisle about Redick and just what he could bring to the team, and he just raved on him and said the things that you would expect him to say of just how his influence on the younger guys and Luca and these guys just because he's played in what a hundred or however many playoff games that he's played in the finals before all this stuff. So I'm excited for him to be around this team. I expect him to be around this team at some point. We just have no clue when he'll be able to play or anything. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate part. We're really not sure. Coming up, let's get into some more Donnie Nelson's comments to talk about the future of this team. Some of the stuff he he mentioned and talked about kind of gives us a picture, a peek into their offseason plan. And we know that this offseason is super, super important for this Dallas Mavericks team. So we'll get into that. We'll talk about that more. But before we do, betonline.ag, it's the place to put all your action down for any sporting event, award show, TV show, reality TV, all that kind of stuff. So much stuff going on right now. couple of odds they have up already, and there's probably more by the time you're listening to this. They have the Celtics, a four-point favorite at home against the Pelicans. They have the Raptors, a four-and-a-half-point favorite against the Pistons in Detroit. Raptors on a second night of a back-to-back, kind of an interesting one there. And then the Kings are a two-and-a-half-point underdog to the Spurs. Kings, after that crazy Harrison Barnes, uh, Darren Fox, like almost a Christian Leitner, like throw and catch and shoot, crazy game winner from Harrison Barnes, uh, riding out the high from that, so... I think I might even take the Kings in that one. Kings have been playing well recently. They're uh, they're kind of it's kind of like the nobody believes in us. Everybody wanted us to get traded 
kind of thing. And so I'm, I might take the Kings in that game. But if you have a hunch on any of those games or any of the other NCAA games, anything like that, go to betonline.ag, use that promo code LOCKDOWN, get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris. So, Donnie Nelson spoke to the media on trade deadline day, made some interesting comments. We talked about J.J. Redick a little bit, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're waiting for J.J. Redick to come back. But he was also asked about the buyout market and, you know, was was asked about would the Mavericks value shooting over rebounding because it seemed the Mavericks went after J.J. Redick. Obviously, Andre Drummond's name was, was out there at this time. He hadn't signed with anybody yet, wasn't even, like, linked to anybody necessarily yet. Uh, I guess LaMarcus Aldridge's name was still out there. And there's, he was asked about this, and he had a couple of interesting things to say. Yeah, this was his exact response, and I, I think I'm just going to stop after some sentences here, and I want us to uh, share our expressions about this. He goes, quote, Donnie, again, the things that were available, they have to augment and fit within the player structure that we have. We really didn't want to tamper with the rotation, with the uptick that we have in a Rondo 2 deal again. We didn't want to tamper with the rotation with the uptick that we have and have a Rondo 2 deal again. They didn't want to do a Rondo 2. To me, that's We Drummond. joked about this the other day. To Did me, we that's we right. Like, this is exactly what we've been saying. And I think the, the Mavericks felt the same exact kind of way. And maybe uh, it was just I think just it was on him. Locker Room. Which, guys, join us Thursdays on Locker Room as we chat. I think we, we talked about this on Locker Room where we said, it, could the Drummond situation be like a Rondo situation? And to hear Donnie say reference a rondo two situation i was like wow any chance that's lowry too no 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 danny lowry, green lowry's not too danny good. green either right no 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 i'm just danny. thinking like and maybe and maybe it wasn't specifically a player right but they they want they they the mavericks seem to have valued these like really good locker room guys that you know don't cause waves ever since that rondo deal you know like it really scared them off of some like wild card type guys yeah. And so they really haven't had a guy like that. So it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, that was just a pretty wild quote. Anytime you bring up Rondo again, that's that's going to bring feelings. And But then he continues. He goes, it was really about the, the pieces that would fit together with what we have. We felt JJ was a really good fit. Nico Melli for the reasons he laid out. And I guess just lumping that with that the sentence we just said with the Rondo till, to, you know, thing in it, is the rotation good enough? To not tamper with. I mean, I think that's one of the things we we saw Donnie's quotes to Brad and Dallas Morning News about their top nine and rotation. How you know when we we want to give these guys a shot and everything, and just Donnie saying it now of hey, we didn't want to tamper with that. We didn't want to mess with this rotation unless it was the clear upgrade. They thought JJ was a good fit, and I think he is a good fit too. But that's another thing that you, you know, Donnie is putting the expectations there that, hey, we think that, I mean, Rick Carlisle said it before the game the other day that we had the talent to win that game in the game without Luka and KB. They're a huge believer in this rotation. And if this rotation and this team doesn't succeed this season, a lot of people's going to look back on that and say, all right, well, you believe that you didn't want to tamper with that rotation. I think, and I, I disagree with, all that, right? Like I disagree that <laughs> I disagree that they shouldn't tamper with the rotation, right? Like I think they should have made some kind of move. They didn't have a ton of options, right? And so with the options available, there wasn't a ton of guys that moved. Like think about all the guys that actually moved, 
right? They waited. It, we know. I think we know for sure now they waited on the Danny Green situation because they were waiting on a Lowry with Philadelphia, and then Danny Green would go to a third team, and the Mavericks would have been the third team. Like that's the kind of move that the Mavericks could have done, possibly. It just didn't go mm. through because, according to Daryl Morey, uh, Masai Ujiri was asking for you know, La La Land with his with his asking price for Kyle Lowry, so that didn't work out. But the Maver- other than that, there was not many other moves that I looked at and go, dang, I wish the Mavericks could have done that, right? Like this summer, it was kind of the, the Jay Crowder move and a couple other moves like that. We're like, ah, dang, I wish the Mavericks could have done that. And for whatever reason, we explained it all this, this offseason that they didn't. But there wasn't a ton of moves like that. However, looking forward, I kind of understand where they're coming from in the sense that the Mavericks have to make some big decisions about some guys. Right? Yeah. They have to make a big decision on Tim Hardaway Jr., unrestricted free agent. He's making $19 million this year. He's playing maybe one of his best seasons of his career so far. Uh, definitely wasn't worth the $19 million when he came in, and so maybe now he's worth something like that, which sounds crazy, but they have to make a big decision about him. They have to make a big decision about Josh Richardson, too. He has an 11.6 million dollar player option. He's probably going to turn that down. The way he's playing, sure? the way he's playing, he might t- he might pick that up, but he might it's turn that down. It's wild that we even question at this point also. Right. It well, just like what value I don't know. It, it, there's so many things we can go with Josh Richardson. I talked about it a little bit in the post game after the Pelicans game, but uh so they have to make a big decision about him too. And so they kind of want to see what they have in some of these guys. And the other thing I've thought about a lot, there's so many there's so many fans that just trash this team and they're like, oh, well, why didn't they make a big, huge swing move? Well, why are they going to go all in if you're if, if this team is as bad as everybody says, right? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, why would they do that? Why wouldn't they just wait for, you know, next next season, next offseason, or next year even at the trade deadline when they have a couple more assets and trade and trade chips that they can move? They have some of these contracts. They have, you know, whoever they sign this offseason, if they just re-sign some of the guys they have now. Why wouldn't they go all in in a move then when maybe they're a little bit more ready? They can tinker with the lineups a little bit. And why wouldn't they just do it then instead of right now with a team that – you know, we've seen it doesn't really work too, uh, t- you know, that well unless Luca is on the floor at all times. Yeah. The other well, thing, the-, they, the other thing they have to make a decision on is probably Chris Saps Porzingis, yeah. right? Like they need to see this fleshed out. They need to see this fully fleshed out. How many games have we seen with Luca and Porzingis? Right? Like not a ton. Maybe not even a full season's worth yet. And they need to see what is going on with that duo. They need to see what it's all about, what's the ceiling it could take them, and it can't be sullied with any other like big move. Like if they brought in an Aaron Gordon or like in our in our opinion, even an Andre Drummond or a guy like that, even like a Kyle Lowry, I guess. When Kyle Lowry less so than the others, but all of a sudden that shakes up a whole hierarchy that they have, and you can't see what KP and Luca can be together as as the top two duo, right? It all of a sudden throws just a little bit of a wrench in there. Like if they did the Vooch deal, you know, something like that, if they did yeah. You know, something like something different made some kind of move for like DeRozan or somebody that could have been available. I think they want to see what is going on with there. So I don't know. I like I don't think that that's necessarily the best use of Luca's time in, in a rookie deal, but I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, and I mean, it all leads kind of to this summer that we've talked about, and he kind of, he took a question from Tim Cato about that and. You know, this is where he said, he said, again, if you look at where we are, where we're at, like currently, we certainly like a lot of the pieces and they're fitting. We kind of have to give ourselves the chance to see what we have. This is Donnie Nelson talking, giving, you know, this rotation. And I think, you know, Nick and I were talking about this earlier. What? 
who are the guys that they need to see who they have, right? It's it's is it just Josh and Porzingis? Because we know what we got. I think it's everybody. I, we know I think we it's have everybody Dwight. We out. know we have in Dorian. We know like J- Jalen Brunson. Pretty much. Anyway, continue. I'm just how many of these pieces they actually need <laughs> to know. It's I think it's the only three. It's just the three that I I laid out. I think it is too because this is the whole thing. <laughs> we debated this before we hit record, but we were talking about it. I don't have a problem with the Mavs role players. I think a lot of people look at this and say, man, uh, this, you know, this player, this player, this player about the role players in Dallas. We don't have a good role player. I'm okay with the Maxi, you know, Jalen Brunson, these guys. I think that they can be good contributors on really good basketball teams. And then you have your duo with KP and Luka. I think where Dallas has to figure it out is who's the third and fourth best player on this team. That It's that middle ground because I think they have some role players that will be great on some really good teams. It's just who can be, who fits in that three to four best player spot. And whenever, if you don't have that, those spots hammered down, then your top two has to be really, really, really good. And that's where KP comes in to where if KP's not top 10, top 15, top 20 player, then it puts an even bigger emphasis on your third and fourth best player. So I think that's the, I mean, Donnie continues in that. He says, it seems like any two or three or finesse shooting four that plays next to Luca seems to take an up uptick. And I think that's going to build well with us this summer in terms of kind of an attractiveness to the style of play and the championship coach. And obviously Mark Cuban and Rick and blah, 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 blah. He said, our sense is that we're probably in as good as a, of a position as we've ever been to have those conversations fueling the fire again that they are building up to this 2021 summer. So yeah, I mean, he's he's putting the pressure on this summer. He, he really is. He absolutely is. We'll talk about it coming up. We'll get into why this summer is so important and other comments that Don Nelson made about free agency coming up. We'll talk about that. But before we do, we got to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. I've been trying some new flavors recently. I tried the... Uh, Raspberry cheesecake. That one's a little interesting. Got little like dried yeah. like raspberries in there. That was, that was kind of an interesting one. I'm not a huge fan of any of like the white chocolate type ones, but I know you are. Oh yeah, I love the white chocolate ones. They're amazing. Uh, and so there, there's all kinds of different ones. There's you got to try all kinds of different flavors because some people like some of them, some don't like the others. We've talked about the puffs before. How you know the marshmallow filled ones? How my wife likes them, and you guys didn't necessarily like them. So you got to try all kinds of different ones. It's a protein bar it tastes like a candy bar. You can go to builtbar.com and check out all the incredible flavors that are available right now. They come and go, so you got to check frequently and see which ones you like. Use the promo code Locked15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's Locked15. To get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who's winning in the bracket challenge. There's all kinds of uh, matchups going on right now in the, the Built Bar uh, flavor challenge. They have mint brownie, cookies and cream, chocolate, uh, or cookie dough chunk in the final four. And then it'll be between caramel brownie and coconut brownie chunk. So it's going to be coconut brownie chunk, right? Like. That's yeah. in the final four. That that mint brownie versus coconut brownie chunk, that's a tough one. Mm. That's a tough matchup right there. Go to BuiltBar.com. Check out to see who won. We also want to tell you about RockAuto.com. It's the one-stop shop for all things auto parts for your car or truck. Check it out. There's uh, so many different reasons why you need to go to RockAuto.com. There's the navigation in the catalog. You can just find exactly what you need. All the parts are laid out right there. All the prices are laid out for you. You don't have to go on some kind of hunt all over the place to find it. You can compare prices. 
All kinds of great stuff at rockauto.com. Uh, they have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks and get it delivered. You don't have to go somewhere, try to go find it. They have to go in the back and get it. You have to wait for it. You have to do all this. Go all out of your way. And your car may be broken, and so you may need these parts delivered to your house. So get them delivered. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. They know that we sent you. Again, right in locked on. And there, how did you hear about us box? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Go check out our friends, Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. It's a great show with Rafael Barlow with the Draft Dummies and our friend Mavs Draft on Twitter, Richard Stamen, that's been on the podcast a couple of times. Good stuff. He does Tuesdays, so check out that podcast wherever you get your pods. All right, Isaac Harris. We talked about this offseason. We talked about it a lot. But this is the first time I think I've really heard Donnie Nelson point the finger specifically, the, the pointer finger, not the middle one, the point the finger specifically at this coming offseason in 2021 and say this is important and this is where we're going to start to get in rooms and get moving with people. And he didn't just say free agency either. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, when he answered Cato's question, and I'm, I'm going to talk about a question I asked him in, in a little bit too, but when he answered that, he said, yeah, you look at every every free agent summer has got the same pressures. He said, there is an opportunity, whether it's by trade or free agency, to add to the team. So he, I mean, he recognized it. We're, we're not dumb. He's not dumb. Like, we, we get it uh, that there is a, an increased amount of flexibility this summer, whether it's using the cap space via trade, whether it's just signing somebody, you know, straight out, whatever it is. So the question I asked Donnie, and I was just fascinated to hear his answer on it, and I actually really liked it, but it also you know placed a little bit you know brighter of a light on the summer again on, okay, well, it should make it easier. I asked him straight up. I said, Donnie, what is the difference between, I see you're adding JJ Redick, you're adding another shooter, you're adding these pieces around Luca, you're building around Luca. What's the difference building around Luca compared to building around Dirk all of those years? And this is Donnie's answer. He said, man, it's completely different. One guy's an open shot waiting to happen, and the other guy was a shot taker and a shot maker. He said, I think in terms of free agency, who doesn't want to play with a Jason Kidd? Who doesn't want to play with a Steve Nash? In terms of recruiting, it's much better to have a true quarterback that has the abilities that Doncic has. It's ironic that two of the greats, when I saw Luka play for the first time, I'm like, man, that's a 6'7 Steve Nash that can shoot it and this and that and the other thing, but he rebounds like Jason Kidd. He said to have two of the greats that were right here in Dallas, it's going to make our recruiting efforts a lot smoother. He is putting the pressure on that saying, hey, we have a true quarterback. We have our version, our new, our 2021 version of Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, and Luka Doncic. People are going to want to play with him. And that's going to make this process easier and smoother. That pressure's on. He's he's asking for it, and, and I like it. I, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely asking for it. Definitely saying, you know, oh, this is going to, you know, pointing out like saying things like it's going to be easy to get players to come in. That that's setting yourself up for. I mean, there's already a portion of the fan base that's already way against Don Nelson. But if they don't he, get somebody, did he say easier? He said smoother. <laughs> Trying to help him out out here in case they do. he put him. I mean, he's putting a, the thing is though the, the organization that what they're doing though is putting themselves out there. And I kind of yeah. want to push back on like if they don't get somebody this off season, it's not necessarily a waste. They'll have some more draft picks if they at least fill the the salary cap with like tradable salaries. 
then all of a sudden you can you know start to make some trades happen and uh, it's not the end of the world right if they don't get somebody big there's still avenues that they can do it. it becomes a little bit more difficult if you're not just trading into that cap space and doing all that but if you sign some some tradable contract type guys and you can you can make some moves later right like no team's ever fully done right yeah but yeah it's just interesting comparing him to comparing Luca to Steve Nash and Jason Kidd do we know that Steve Nash and Jason Kidd brought in a bunch of free agents, right? Like, I guess those seven seconds or less sons kind of did. That felt, well, like, I think more, it, felt just like more of concept. a system thing than Steve Nash. but Yeah, well, I think just the concept of, you know, if you're a free agent, you're putting yourself in a free agent's shoes, and you're saying, and, and you know, somebody tweeted at me because I tweeted out this quote, and they're like, oh, is he throwing shade at Dirk? It's not shade at Dirk. It's not shade at Dirk at all. No. I think, I mean, put another shooter out there. I mean, put... I'm just trying to think of another guy who's going to go get buckets like Turk got buckets. And if you're a free agent out there that wants to get buckets and wants shots yourself, who would you rather play with? A guy who, you know, yeah, he can get buckets in Luka, but he's also an incredible passer. He's going to get you open shots. I mean, we hear Dorian and Max and these guys talk all the time and saying, you just got to be ready. You get open shots all day playing with Luka. It's would you rather play with a Luka or a Towns? Right. Like there's good and bad, you know, there's good and bad things about it. One is an incredible offensive player, but doesn't necessarily move the ball as much as Luca. Uh, Towns, good passer, right? Like nothing against him, but yeah, it's like that. Right. So, yeah. So I I think just, I just thought that was notable and Hey, they're recognizing that and they're kind of making their pitch to the media that they're going to pitch to all the agents out there of like, Hey, you want to come play with Luca? He's going to be, he's our quarterback. He's going to get you the ball and all of that. I just thought that was fascinating. He's kind of adding that pressure on that. I do want to mention this real quick. We didn't talk about it earlier because a lot of the buyout stuff is the main conversation. Like why some people are like, why didn't we go for Drummond? Why didn't we go for Aldridge? If, we did, and we just missed out. If there's another Gorgie Chang, I know some people talk about him, he's going to the Spurs, like super random. If there's another big out there that gets bought out, will they come to Dallas? And this was Donnie's response to that. He goes, you guys know some of the names that are out there right now. Again, those are the players that are going to get flushed out into the marketplace. Are they an upgrade over what we have? He goes, they're going to go to a place where they can play. They're basically in their contract year, so minutes are really important, and minutes are tough to come by. Minutes are tough with the lineup that we have, so it's kind of got to fit for our players. It's got to fit for us and where we're at. He's just saying, point blank, if they're not better than Willie and Dwight, then we're not going to bring him in. And I I mean, it, it shows how much they believe in Willie and Dwight if – once again, we don't we don't know we don't know how much they've actively went after either a Drummond or an Aldridge or whoever, and some of these guys just said no. You would think that their name would be listed in a Gorgie Jang sweepstakes. I'm doing air quotes uh, if they were like fully interested. And it sounds like they're just they're, according to Mark Stein, they were not there. He listed about five or six teams. The Mavericks were not, and that's the one that the first one that didn't make any sense to me. The Gorgie Jang one. Why were they, they – maybe they weren't in the report, but it was Mark Stein, right? Like, Mark Stein knows Dallas, and yeah. Mark Stein said that they weren't in it. So they didn't think apparently he was an upgrade over Dwight Powell and Willie Collins. Like, that's the one that got me. I mean, it's not that much of an upgrade where you're like, like oh, that's a no-brainer, right? He's obviously, you know, definitely a better talent. But he is an upgrade over those guys, for sure. I mean, <laughs> Dwight – and Dwight has not played well this year, Right. He didn't play well the other night. 
definitely didn't play well the other <laughs> night, but before that even. He's had, what, like three good games this year? And that's good games for him, not just like a great game for an NBA player. Uh, Willie yep. has had some decent games, but overall I think he's been – disappointing just they just need somebody else and the other part is i don't know if they want to add like a fourth center to this roster <laughs> right like yeah, true, yeah. fifth center if you count you know porzingis too like to have boban willie dwight and all of a sudden a, a new guy like, i feel like it was more about that than it was necessarily upgrading and it's kind of it's given confidence to willie and dwight too which whatever i mean that is what it is so i think the biggest takeaway is that from this uh, donnie media session beyond the jj reddick stuff was one, the point ahead to the summer that they're very confident that they think it's going to be a smoother, you know, free agent pitch, trade pitch, whatever. The fact that they have Luca and Luca is more appealing than Dirk Nowitzki because he is this point guard, true quarterback. And then also, too, for you know, in regards to this year in the trade deadline and buyout market, they're very confident in this team and rotation that if, if there wasn't a clear upgrade in one of these top eight or nine guys, they are fully committed to letting this rotation eight nine guys go the rest of the season and they want to see where it goes and they're believers in those guys so there's nothing we can do about it there's nothing we can do about as fans or media we have to ride this thing out just like uh, they're committed to and we'll see how far it takes it is it the first round exit is it a play in tournament type of situation is it a second round do they make a huge run and prove a lot of people wrong they could but uh we'll see and i don't know what's the success for this rotation like if they get put out in the first round again, you have to think that that's the that's the door of okay. Now some big changes to the rotations happening, but what if they go six or seven games in the second round and you're like, all right, they took a step. Now we got we now we got to give this rotation these guys another year. I don't know what the right answer is, but I'll be fascinated to see what happens and where it unfolds. It'll be interesting to see. We'll be here with you. We'll have a breakdown of the Oklahoma City game. Thanks for so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. What, what, what's his ceiling? It just depends. It, it really depends on can he shoot like J.J. Reddick or does he shoot like LeBron? Yeah. You know, because that's a big range. You know, LeBron has got the best basketball IQ in the game, top three basketball IQ in the game. Mark, Mark, I just want to interrupt you. There's only like five or ten people in the history of the game that can shoot like me. Okay, keep going. There we go. Intellectual humility. <laughs> Are we talking basketball? Yeah, we're talking basketball. <laughs>